Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tess Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, fellow uh, witch or warlock, Chris Doerr. Today's episode, we're reviewing the new sequel to the original 1983 Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2. This is a supernatural comedy film directed by Anne Fletcher and is just released now exclusively on Disney+. Plus. You know, Chris and I, we um, were big suckers when it comes to Disney. And I think this is uh, one of those sequels that's been talked about, bounced around, tossed and brought out of the trash can so many different times over the past, you know, almost 30 years. And so now this was the long anticipated sequel that everyone was, you know, looking forward to. And I think it's interesting with Hocus Pocus. It's, you know, you go back and for what it is, it is such an interesting cult film that it's kind of come out a, a long way and, and developed. But this was very very intrigued about this film um, because being a huge fan of the original and watching it every uh, uh, Halloween uh, was excited to kind of get back and get back to Salem and meet the Salem sisters. So we're um, Sanderson sisters, excuse me, but uh, no, no spoilers on this, but Chris kind of give us a brief synopsis and we'll jump right in here. So the main plot of Hocus Pocus two is, is 29 years after the events of the original. And we see it. A little more of an updated Salem now. You know, we are definitely in modern times. And there is the the old Sanderson house has now become this like magic shop. So it was a museum back in Hocus Pocus. Now uh, a magician has bought it and it still has a lot of creepy, like creepy kind of kooky things. But there's also a lot of like merchandise based off the Sanderson sisters, which is funny. 
And we meet a new generation of young girls who are in high school. And we kind of have like a similar vibe of like three girls who are like bonded. One's kind of been on the outside now because she's been dating this boy. So the other two are like, eh, we're kind of, you know, and what they guess they do every Halloween is they go off into this no man's land area of the forest and they kind of do a little bit of like witchery. Uh, you know, they, they kind of do some spells and stuff. Well, they end up getting this black flame candle from the magic shop, which of course they think is just a fake prop. They do a spell. What do you know? They bring back the Sanderson sisters. And then it's again that formula of they have till dawn to try to suck the lives of the children of Salem so they can stay young. But this one goes a little different because we do get this whole prologue scene of the Sanderson sisters when they're very young and kind of how they became witches, which I wanted more of them. I wanted more of that in the film. Um, but the three girls that did, they were like doing like impressions basically of <laughs> our three like main leads was like really funny, especially the little girl that played uh, Bette Midler was uh, Taylor Henderson, who did Young Winifred. She had like the tooth and all. She was just, and she did the whole like, she was great. We get this whole kind of backstory of, the like preacher, you know, it's very much like uh, the crucible times when Sanderson's are like little kids and how that kind of plays into one of his descendants is now the mayor of Salem in present day. So we get a little more flavor going on of different events of how the Sanderson sisters are back and them trying to, you know, survive the night as they did before. And a lot of this is fun. I think it's just, you know, like you said, Taylor, Hocus Pocus, when the film came out in 1993, it was released in summer. It was a dud. It did not make any money. And it's become this cult status. People must watch every Halloween movie. And the performances are hilarious. That movie is just beloved. And I mean, you have a whole show at Disney World. You have merchandise. I mean, like, it's crazy. And for years and years and years, we wanted a sequel. And finally, we have this. And so I think if you really try to look at this film as like, I'm going to grade it as a critic, you're you're probably going to get a little stuck in here and there of like, okay, it wasn't really that great in some areas. But I mean, there were parts where I found myself laughing out loud. Out loud. Probably probably more so than the first one. <laughs> probably, yeah. And, and I think, whereas the first one, the Sanderson sisters in modern day was funny but the humor was like asphalt and a bus now it's the sanderson sisters in modern day in a walgreens yeah with cell phone alexas <laughs> with alexas there's just more for them to play with and pull from that i thought was much funnier than the first one although i think the first one has some great lines so although it's a very repeated formula there's enough in here that makes it new and the, the really modern day touch makes it for better humor with how, how out of place they are. But you and I talked about this. I think we both can agree without giving away plot details of what kind of happens in the ending of the three back. Uh, I mean, Kathy and Jamie is so funny. She still is one of my favorites. She's definitely thinner, which is like 
you know, she's, she's worked out and, you know, lost weight since, you know, this is again, this is 30 years ago, you know? So she looks thinner, but she still has that great funny voice. And Bette Miller just kills it as Winifred. I mean, there's a new song in here they get to do that was written by Elton John, which is fun. And they get to, you know, she's Winnie. Sarah Jessica Parker was not as Sarah as I wanted her to be. I felt like, yeah. Well, one thing's funny, fun fact, like with Kathy and Jimmy, for the uh, the real nitpickers of continuity, you'll notice her crooked, her lips, her face is like different way. But, you know, and talk about how the scenes, I can't do my face like that. You imagine you doing their face the whole time, the other movie. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I agree. Kath and Jimmy, Bette Miller, they're back in, in the full swing. But yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker didn't feel like Sarah. And I felt like she kind of forgot how Sarah was not so much, not so much like a dumb blonde. She was more just kind of very innocent, very naive and very kind of ditzy. So I feel like, she kind of, yeah, it wasn't, it didn't feel like Sarah and it was like kind of weird. Um, although, like I said, there was some great, again, chemistry between the three of them, but there was kind of this little thing like um, there's a lot of good nostalgia points, but there's also stuff like, oh, let's put this joke back in because we did the last one. Uh, I'm like, and we don't really need to do that. Like we don't need to say the same lines again in a different way. You know, I, I read a review and it totally made sense. The three of them are like three stooges comedy of female witches. Yes. Which is why it works so well, because it is like Bette Miller, you know, Winifred is the leader and she's trying to get the idiot sisters to go along. And like, I love how Sarah most of the time doesn't understand or just, you know, does the opposite. And then Mary's always like very complimentary. Like she's like, I love what you did there. Yeah. When you came in that first part and then, you know, it's just like the humor is so there. And we also have a returning player. Doug Jones is back as Billy Butcherson, um, our you know famous zombie from the first film. And he gets more to do in this one. It actually has a lot of dialogue, which is great. Doug Jones is like, <laughs> I feel like in his contract now, he's like, if in the first film I was only a body, I now get to talk um, <laughs> or I get to talk more. And I tell you, the costume design, it looked like just exactly like the first one. And it I'm was sure like- it was. This, I'm sure it was. If they, if they didn't, you know, um, but Sam Richardson is our owner of the magic shop. He's great in this. Um, and we get Tony Hale as the mayor who gets some really he, fun stuff. He to do. cracked me up quite a bit yeah. uh, throughout this film. I thought that he was a great addition, uh, especially fans of Rusted Development and a lot. He just has some great outlandish moments. But there was one element that is introduced in our prologue that I don't want to give spoilers away. So I'm not going to talk too much about it. But Again, like I said, we kind of get this whole scene of what introduces the Sanderson sisters to witchcraft and how they become witches. And I really thought that was going to tie into the end of the film. And I feel the way that the film is building, it got to a point that really could have been a huge finale. And instead, it goes like a different direction that I didn't really vibe with. Um, and it, it the movie does actually leave once again, an open ending of like, there could be a third film, uh, which I mean, if this did well enough on Disney plus, I'm sure it did well. Who knows? Maybe we'll have them come back. The young girls are fine. You know, it's like nothing I really remember or care about that could be the third movies. It's a new set of our modern girls now becoming the new kind of witches, but there was a whole thing that I thought was going to elevate this movie with like this, supreme witch kind of thing and 
it didn't really go the way I wanted it to. So I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to talk too much about it, but the person that was uh, in that role was great. And I just wanted more of her, but for the nostalgia for seeing our three leads back, which for a long time, no one thought was ever going to happen. And just good humor, some fun songs. It's just dumb, fun Halloween. That's the, that's the way I put it. So for me, Hoax Books 2, 8 out of 10. Nice, nice. Well, I'm going to be a little harsh. I'm going to give it a, like I said, I'm going to give it a little 7 out of 10. But uh, I I agree. Definitely maybe, you know, if you want to have a complete set, you got the pair of these films. Um, but tell us what you thought yourselves. Uh, you can see Hocus Pocus 2 and Hocus Pocus. They're streaming now on Disney+. Plus. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.